Hello, my name is Pepper, and I have not had any emotions since I was born. Probably many people would like to be in my place so as not to worry about their problems, but trust me, it's very difficult to live like this. When I was just born, no one could even think that something was wrong with me. Like all babies, I just cried and slept and asked for food. But only a year later, my parents began to notice that I was really different from other kids. For example, the daughter of my mother's friend was already smiling at my age when she saw her parents or her favorite toy and cried a lot when she was left alone. My reaction to everything was neutral, and I only whimpered when I was in pain or wanted to eat. And the older I got, the more worried my parents got. They did not understand what was going on with me. When I was four years old, there occurred an incident that really puzzled them. As usual, I was running around the yard and playing when suddenly a neighbor's dog rushed towards me. It just broke off the leash and started barking loudly, trying to bite me. When the dog was taken away, I did not start crying or at least even screaming. I just took my doll and began to comb its hair as if nothing had happened. My parents thought that I was just in a state of shock because of the extreme stress and immediately took me to the doctor. After long examinations, I was diagnosed with a terrible condition called alexithymia. When my mother began to cry, I did not understand what was happening to her. It turns out that with this disease, my emotions cannot overcome a block in the cerebral cortex. That's why I also cannot recognize other people's emotions. This can be compared to colorblindness, with which a person cannot distinguish colors at all. But in my case, these were not colors, but inner sensations. So I was growing up in an emotional vacuum. Various events were happening around me, but I remained as cold-blooded as a robot. When I went into the first grade, my beloved grandmother passed away, and even then I could not feel anything. It was sometimes very difficult for my parents to educate me and teach me something. At first glance, I might seem aloof and even feeble-minded, but in fact, my brain was not distracted by emotions, so I perceived any information faster than others. Also, my illness blocked fear as well. I could not feel anything negative, therefore I had nothing to be afraid of. For example, unlike other people, I went to the dentist without any hesitation. But because of this disease, my body is too sensitive to pain. Since the time when I was born, I had a very low pain tolerance, and even stomach cramps or a small bruise became a terrible endurance test for me. Once, I had a horrible headache when I was at school. An ordinary person could easily cope with such an ailment, but for me, this became a real nightmare. Because of the unbearable pain, I wasn't able to speak for some time and was about to faint. No one noticed that I felt really bad because I still looked calm. While remaining conscious with great difficulty, I began to hum and pinch my hand to make myself cry. It took several more minutes before the teacher realized that I wasn't feeling well. Apart from pain, there was another problem, that is, communication with peers. Since the first grade, I had no friends at all. Some of the kids were just bored to play with a cold-hearted girl, and many of them were even afraid of me. You know, it's very difficult to interact with a person when they have a soulless mask instead of a face. A distant look in my eye and complete indifference pushed all the people away from me. I would like to say that it made me upset, but I cannot. Although subconsciously, I felt attachment towards the closest people, but I could not express this in any way. However, the older I got, the easier it was for me to communicate with others. Yes, I still did not show any emotions, but I could act interested with whoever it was possible to discuss various topics. 
Also, thanks to my cold mind, I was able to solve many teenage problems. When, for some reason, people lost their friends or loved ones, they often said that they envied me and dreamed of getting rid of all of their emotions so that they would never feel mental pain again. I did not understand their wish because it's very difficult to live without emotions. I cannot be happy or feel sympathy for anyone, and because of this, I have no friends. But I really wanted to share my secrets with someone as well, spend time together, and go to the movies. For many people, I was just an excellent advisor, but not a friend. But at some point, everything changed. After classes, I attended extracurricular Spanish lessons where I got acquainted with a new girl. Her name was Liz, and soon we started spending more time together. I felt comfortable when communicating with her because she would not ask about my illness like others did. Liz even taught me to smile realistically. You can't imagine how difficult it was to do this, but as a result, I could take a selfie with a charming smile. We also had a common hobby. We both loved to color in children's coloring books, and of course, we did not tell anyone about it. And one day, Liz noticed that I only used dark markers. I had to admit that these were the colors in which I saw the world around me. After several months had passed since we met, Liz invited me to her birthday party, and I presented her cool headphones that she had dreamed of for a long time. Liz burst into tears and said that she had never had such a close friend. Even after hearing such warm words, I did not react to them in any way because I could not. She noticed this and tried to cheer me up. At home, for the rest of the evening, I tried to understand myself because my heart was beating faster than usual and my stomach was cramping because of tension. I've read that this is how the body responds to anger. Apparently, today's situation with Liz's confession and my indifferent reaction to her words evoked something like an emotion. My body was shaking and, for some reason, my health seriously deteriorated. For several days, I had not left the house, fearing that I would have that strange attack again. However, Liz soon persuaded me to take a short walk in our favorite park. There were always few people around, which we really liked. Liz suddenly stopped for a moment and then fell to the ground unconscious. My heart was beating fast and my body got tense, but I felt neither fear nor panic. I touched her hair and it was very hot. This was heat stroke. I dragged my friend into the shade, wetted her head with water from a bottle, and ran for help since I forgot my phone at home and Liz's phone was dead. I rushed to a young couple, asking for help, but this looked like a stupid prank because there were no emotions on my face. I spoke in a calm and steady manner without any panic and tears, but the guy and the girl just laughed at me and began to look around searching for a hidden camera or any viewers. I couldn't even shout at them angrily, which made me powerless. Then I literally began to pull them towards Liz, but everything was in vain. Having run around half the park, I realized that I could not find help. After returning to my friend, I found that she was still unconscious. Suddenly, I felt dizzy. Everything went dark, and there appeared a painful lump in my throat. I felt worse every minute. I got down on my knees next to her, and tears were flowing down my cheeks, but my mind was still cold. Fortunately, a woman who was passing by noticed us and immediately called an ambulance. Doctors arrived quickly and took both of us to the hospital. I was immediately sent to a specialist who had been monitoring my condition since childhood. He was shocked by what he saw during an examination. The reaction of my body was caused by such a strong surge of emotions that they overcame the block. 
Everything that I experienced in the park, being next to Liz, was just a tiny part of what an ordinary person can feel. However, for me, it turned out to be a very serious blow. The doctor said that I should undergo treatment in order to better understand what was going on with me. Later, my parents came to the hospital. The doctor started telling them about a complex surgery that hypothetically could relieve the symptoms of alexithymia. But then I would get a severe emotional shock, and it is highly probable that it could lead to death. Of course, they were against it, although this outcome did not frighten me at all. The doctor also suggested a therapy with which the block could be slightly weakened, but the process itself was going to be incredibly difficult for me. The principle of the treatment was simple. It was supposed to evoke such strong feelings in me due to which emotions would gradually overcome the block in the cerebral cortex. All this was supposed to be accompanied by severe weakness and headaches. I realized that it would be hard and even painful, but agreed anyway. Every few days, doctors tried to evoke a variety of emotions in me, from incredible joy to terrible sadness, and this began to bear fruit. When my parents or Liz came to my ward, I felt a bit better, although I could not express this. As a result, after several months of treatment, I developed something like a mood, but this still cannot be called emotions. Now I am having a break between therapies, so I returned home. Liz advised me to start a blog for alexithymia patients and show by my own example that it is possible to fight such a disease. My friendship with her is even stronger now. She often comes to visit me with new coloring books, and I notice that I smile unintentionally when I see her, which gives me hope that soon I will become a normal person. Would you like to get rid of all your emotions at once? Give your answers in the comments.